8 to 10 p.m. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. One thing I like is people have views on just about everything. And I mean, a viewpoint. And whether it is about the World Cup and Germany uh, incredibly being knocked out, or whether it is about issues around land or education uh, or, or land expropriation or not, or who's going to win the next election in our country, we actually all have very, very serious views on many other issues. And that's what we cover by and large on the show. It's called The Viewpoint for no, for an obvious reason. It is about the viewpoint of my guest, but certainly your viewpoint as well. To connect on air, 0891 My name is Ashraf Garda, so welcome to the show. Now you can tweet me at Ashraf Garda. Also tweet to SFM Radio when you are tweeting. But do use that hashtag, SFM Viewpoint, when you do just that. And uh, in terms of the um, the big picture, we will look at, at those Land expropriation hearings taking place right now. We'll chat to Vincent Smith, who's the uh, chairperson of Parliament's Joint Constitutional Review Committee. We'll talk to him after 9 o'clock. And, of course, there's regular World Cup crossings throughout the show, as long as that World Cup continues. But our big hitter for the night, well, he has an eye on soccer, (laughs) but, in fact, he's got on something more important, which is education, I would think, in our country. I'm talking about the Gauteng MEC for Education, uh, Panyaza Lusipi. So, um, uh, MEC, good chatting to you, and thanks for coming in. Thank you so much. Thanks for the hospitality and everything. I'm truly enjoying myself. Well, there you are. I understand you came in early like like a headmaster would. (laughs) Make sure you come before the school starts. I tried to. I tried to. Let's talk about. Well, let, let's start with your. With, we'll talk about education in a second. Yeah. Your your political ambitions. I mean, there's lots of thought about you know the chairmanship of uh, of Gauteng, the province, or the yes. vice or the deputy chairperson. Where? What's your position on this? My position is to see the African National Congress winning overwhelmingly the Gauteng elections and national elections in 2019. I don't think that we should be inward focused on who leads who. Uh, the best amongst us must lead us, and uh, people that can bring confidence back uh, and, 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 and ensure that South Africans get services. The good thing about our province, Ashraf, is that in the next 30 years, we need to agree what kind of Houding we want to see. Uh, and that's my obsession. Uh, the great R learner that is going to school next year, um, what kind of a product do you want to produce in the dean's time? Do you want to produce... A learner that will be swallowed by the fifth industrial revolution by mm, that time, mm, and mm. that learner is just watching it when the revolution is taking place, or once a learner that will be at the center of that fifth industrial revolution. We are faced with um, a, a, a huge traffic in the afternoon, in the morning. Should it be the order of the day and allow it to be on autopilot or solve it, or we need to start to put skills that will allow us to solve that kind of problems? We literally have a new mushrooming uh, informal settlement every day. Should we leave it and say Mm. uh, it will solve itself in 30 years' time or should we start to put ideas to say how do you solve uh, those problems? We have a huge problem of crime uh, and it's quite clear that the current use of force of of police and other things doesn't work. Can't we utilize technology to report, Mm. to track? And, and, and check those things. Uh, reality is that uh, we are absorbing lots and lots of foreign citizens in our country. How do you manage that? Do we just leave it and say uh, uh, it will solve its problems? Is it, is it not fair to say that, that Gauteng's got too much, it's got far more than it can handle? In Purely because even myself, where if, if, if I knew I was poverty stricken and I know if I go to Gauteng, I'll be better, I'll go there. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so I don't think that it's something that we need to be ashamed. We need to take it as a plus. 
uh, that you can attract the best because you can attract the best skills. There are many people that are needed to be doctors mm-hmm. in Kimberley. They can't be there. We can attract them. So we must take it as a plus, but we need to do proper planning and proper uh, uh, skills distribution so that we can resolve the problem. I, I really believe uh, informal settlements can be a huge economic spin-off. Uh, you know, uh, if we can appropriately have good uh, town planners that understand that kind of <laughs> environment. Well, it's interesting. Uh, I mean, Leon Lowe was here the other day from the Free Market <clears throat> Foundation, and one of the things he mm. was particularly strong about is, he said, forget about the land issue. Mm. Not forget, but just yeah. park it aside. He said, I can't understand how little is gone into developing these what he called shacks. And he said, I'm calling it shacks yeah. because people need to understand they need to be upgraded and they've just been left alone to sort of grow organically over it the last few years. Ashraf, let me be honest. It pains me every mm. time I move around to those informal settlements. It pains me uh, that you don't have uh, privacy in terms of utilizing sanitation, the shortage of water, shortage of electricity. And we can't be proud as South Africans. That is why every, every time when people greet me, I say I will be fine one day because I can't claim to be fine under those circumstances. We need to push and ensure we resolve. And the only way to resolve it, I really believe, is to get the necessary skilled people who can say, yes, you can have an informal settlement, but that settlement might have a better infrastructure, mm. better water, better sanitation. How, how do we do that? Just informal settlement? I mean, well, to me, yeah. it's, it's, it's high-rising buildings. We have no choice. We have to just to go up. We can't go but down. At, at the same places? At the same places, no. but go up. Uh, I mean, one was fortunate when the, an informal settlement called Winnie Mandela and Tembisa were established. I was a st- young activist. The, you go there. We didn't know how town planning we just went there and say you stay here you stay here but today it's a proper uh, a formal setting uh, uh, that we can utilize so i really believe that if we can tackle the issue of informal settlement crime uh, uh, traffic jams and foreign citizens that are in our country and fix uh, our education system together with our health system we stand a better chance as a province to give examples to the country in, in soccer terms that's like saying if we can win 10 games in a row we'll win the world cup <laughs> It is that difficult, isn't it? It is. It is. It is difficult because it needs proper planning, it needs resourcing. You need us to combat corruption. It needs us to uh, realistically realign politically because there are other things that you can't do on our own. You need to win other political parties over and ensure that people share our vision. But okay. in the Let, absence of a vision, we are not going to. Let's just stay with, with that with the, with the with the leadership debate just for now. Then we'll talk yeah. about education. <laughs> so, having said that, you said I mean you want what's best for Kauteng, right? But but you know there's this leadership talk. I mean your name has been thrown in Park Style. There's a mm. Other people yes, as well. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Uh, I mean, are you? What What's the process? Do you get nominated? Do you say I wish to stand? What's the process? Well, branches have just concluded nominations across. <laughs> Uh, Houting, uh, it, it's now going to a single port, and um, regional conferences are starting. I think over the weekend, and after the regional conferences, they are going to the provincial conference. So after branch nominations, the region consolidate, and then you go to the provincial conference. I think it will start on the 20th of July. Uh, to me, it's not about me. I, I really believe it's about uh, uh, all South Africans. If 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 my nomination and I can inspire South Africans. Truly, I'll, I'll make myself available. But if there is somebody that is better mm. and who can lead, but how, better, how would you know that? You see what I'm saying? Say I nominate you. My I'm the branch. I yeah. nominate you. And and how would you know to say no? Don't use me. That person is better. Or is it not a case of if somebody is nominated you, it's the will of the people? Yeah, where it, it is now is no longer about my choice. Mm. It's the will of the people. It's how people feel that. Uh, uh, it's how people uh, believe who can lead them better. And, and, and I'm humbled. I'm truly, truly humbled that 
people have felt my name should be in the ring. Uh, as I said, uh, if there's a better person, I'll be the first one to say this one is better than me. Allow that person to lead. Well, you are you are certainly seen, as you said, you're humbled. Mm-hmm. You are certainly seen mm-hmm. as amongst the type of people that should lead, if not the chairperson and the vice chairman mm-hmm. in, in those positions. I mean, they see you as someone who needs to be in, in a leadership position, not that you're not yeah. already, uh, but certainly very much up there in, in Gauteng. It's a good chance to talk about, you know, what are the skills that it's you have that you bring to the party? Well, that, uh, that, you know, wh- whether you're in education yeah. today or let's um, say you're doing uh, human settlements tomorrow that you know you yeah. can copy and paste. You know, that I've, I've serious empathy uh, towards the poor. Uh, I've serious empathy towards the vulnerable groups. I mean, it still pains me that uh, we don't have a, even a single hospital that caters for the elderly in this country, whereas the elderly are the backbone of voters in this country. You know, we really believe that when we give them social grants, we've done everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have serious empathy to uh, victims of violence, especially women and children. Um, so so I, I bring that impa- empathy. Uh, I really believe it's something that, uh, fortunately... <laughs> It's in me, and, and, and it's something that I really... But secondly, I'm, I'm, I'm obsessed with technology. I, I really feel that... Well, that's uh, a good thing. A te- I'll applaud you. I think it's very important. A technologically-driven yeah. society or... I mean, I don't understand if somebody's coming to hospital, why somebody... We can't have an app to say, I'm coming to hospital X, my problems X, Y, Z, so that by the time I arrive at the hospital, my file is ready, the doctor is ready, and we can distribute doctors according to the number of people that are coming to our hospital. But hospitals. I tell you what, that's, that's something that truly that education, which is where you are, needs to be the driver of, isn't it? Definitely. To, that to, is to why create innovation yeah. so that we can do just that. That is why we've done that. Uh, I mean, I, I, one is proud that uh, the fifth administration and our premier, David Makura, uh, we've, we, we've introduced what we call a paperless classroom, mm. Uh, mm. where learners use tablets, teachers use laptops, and use smartboard in the classroom. So that uh, if learners have to know what is volcano, they don't have to draw it on the board. They just log in and we can see a volcano. So one is keen in, 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 in that aspect. But as I said, uh, within the health space, uh, because we have a huge backlog there. So if we can just uh, uh, put technology there and innovation, I really believe we can solve majority of our problems, even fighting crime. Okay. 8 to 10 p.m. The Viewpoint with Asraf Garda. So my, my guest, my big hitter for the night is Panyaza Lusufi, who's the MEC for Education in Gauteng. We're talking education, we're talking Gauteng leadership, we're talking ANC politics as well. We're talking about the country, we may talk about other issues as well, if the time allows. I'll take your calls in a few minutes' time, so you can call in 0891104207. Benji will certainly do that, 0891104207. There's a couple of comments around leadership, I'll get to that in just a second. Let's just stay with the education for the moment. So we were talking about, you were talking about township schools, those are the ones that need it desperately. Okay, Definitely. that's understandable. Yeah. How has it changed what, what they're doing? It has. You know, if you check, my, we've got almost 873 schools in Gauteng. Uh, we don't have a school that is performing less than 40%. We only have eight schools that are performing less than 60%. So majority of our schools... So that's uh, 60% pass rate, you mean? Okay. Yes. So majority of our schools, uh, 643 to be precise, are performing between 80% and 100%. So the technology put that edge. It's not a silver bullet. It can't solve the problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at least it's making things easier for our schools. You said there will be people that will steal these things. This is a true reality of South Africa. So... We, we, we can't postpone the future of our children because they're scared of criminals, but you can't waste money. Uh, and, and, and so you have to put 
the necessary thing. It's just unfortunately it costs money. I mean, you have to track this team, protect them, butler doors and butler windows and all other things. But our children need to be part of the industrial revolution. Well, like otherwise the, they, they would become effectively be, illiterate in that. And, and they'll be spectators of this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we are proud. We are also changing and amending our curriculum in Gauteng. We've just launched a school of nuclear uh, with Nexa mm-hmm. uh, because we are, we, are, we, are, we are advanced in terms of nuclear technology in South Africa. Uh, so, so we've created a school of nuclear so that our children can choose that particular career. We are opening a new school together with uh, the aviation industry, a school of aviation here in Kempton Park. Okay. So that those mm-hmm. that are interested in the aviation industry can do that while they're still in class. We've just opened a school of uh, e-agriculture in, in, in the Western Um it's a boarding school where children with agricultural interests. So, so let's confirm: are, are these schools post metric, or are they actually school? The school, the school, the school. So when does one make a decision uh, that okay, I want to get into aviation, uh, I want to become a pilot? That's the thing. If they want to be a pilot, uh, we, we are creating that interest and planting in that interest. It doesn't mean they will be a pilot when they're at school. The reality is that we are bringing the interest of meeting pilots, going to the closer airport, to and closer mm. to them, so that that interest yeah. is uh, is entrenched and learners can have that particular. Well, interest. you know, yesterday I had um, Dr. Uh, Tashmia Ismail in as as yeah. our big hitter, and of course she's yeah. the CEO of of what Yes Youth Economic uh, Youth Employment yes, Service, yes, right? Yes, yes. And and talking about jobs, and she's doing lots of work in Gauteng and the country, of course. But she said that in a country like Switzerland, which is one of the yeah. most stable countries in the world. And everybody, mm. if they can get their money in there, they put it in, in the Swiss banks. That gives you a sense of stability. She said the numbers are 70% of Swiss people don't go to what we describe as universities. They it's go true. to other vocations. And whatever that system is, it's a system that works because it delivers to the needs of that country. 80% of developing countries like Germany, developed countries like Germany, South Korea, because I follow the careers of those particular institutions, uh, the curriculum of those, but 80%, they don't go to universities, only 20%. Uh, and in South Africa, it's the other way around. And until we turn it that way, and that's the reason why we're introducing these special schools in Gauteng, uh, so that we've got a, a focused school. I mean, we've just opened a school of uh, engineering where we've put the, the, the engine of a 747 and these kids are taught how to okay, dismantle wow. it, how to dismantle it and then assemble it again. They're taught how to build an engine of a helicopter, a caterpillar, while they're still at school. Because we really believe that's the investment we need so that our children can compete with the best in the world. So, so would, they be, would they be called a vocation-based school? They're vocation-based school. Right. Uh, and and, and we're we are attracting good teachers. I mean, the, the one that is in our engineering school, there, there's no teacher that does not have a master's degree there. So you can see... Uh, that teachers also needed something fresh, something new, something out of the box so that they can participate uh, in this industrial revolution. And, and we're and quite excited. Ge- that generally, that. your thoughts, not just about what was said, but uh, we're talking about the whole country. Yeah. Does our education system uh, prepare us adequately for, for the new needs of this country? So what the needs were a, a hundred years ago would be one thing. Then, I mean, you mentioned the fourth industrial revolution yeah. is a good example, but whatever they may be, are, are we being prepared for that adequately? I think we are on autopilot, and that's what mm. sometimes irritates me and pains me. I'll give you one example. We had 36,000 learners that were doing accounting in 2013. <laughs> 36,000. Yeah. In 2017, it dropped to 18,000. Because learners on their own, 
they can see that the fourth industrial revolution accounting will be done by computers. So they don't longer want to go there. But that they are they're, they're making those choices on their own. They are not driven by ourselves. Okay, so that's it's, really on, wow. <laughs> it's an autopilot. That in 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 five five years ago we had thirty six thousand people studying accounting. Five years later, that number is halved. Yeah, we've got eighteen thousand, and we, we we don't even see. And and do you think is that the reason, or is or is the reason because they're battling with accountancy as a subject? I, I think it's because they know that it don't be something that might assist them, and it's something that is wrong because it, it will forever be there. Uh, the other thing is also subject choices because we say when you do accounting, you must do maths, full maths, as as as, as a combination, and mm. some learners feel that they can't. But that tradition has been there even during my school days. I did accounting with full maths as well. So why now you have this huge drop of learners that want to do accounting? So it's a problem. Okay, I'll, I'll get you some yeah. calls and uh, certainly thoughts as well. If you feel like tweeting, uh, you can tweet questions as well. Oh eight nine one one zero four two seven. That's the call in number. Uh, some of the some of the tweets, uh, Mister Well Lucky or Matse Mela saying. I give my vote to Lesufi to become human settlement minister in, in the next cabinet. So he's talking national. But uh, the MEC, is, uh, he's got his heart set on, on Gauteng, so I understand. Right? Um, there's a couple of Mohammed Zaid uh, Jadwit listening to the show, which is great. Uh, and then saying, developing Skyward is basically the most wise and practical way since land is scarce. And if we are to house every citizen, we must use this option. What does he believe about all those redundant and neglected buildings in, in Johannesburg? Uh, comment, I mean, it's not, it's not necessarily your portfolio, but, but what are your thoughts? No, now? no, it's very close to my heart. Yeah. You can't have a city of slums. You can't. You can't have a huge city, for example, Captain Park, mm-hmm. uh, and the only economy there is its cell phone repairs or cash loans. You can't. The investment and the infrastructure that is there, go to any country, any city next to the airport, <laughs> It's a successful city. Uh, but we have Captain Park here that is next to O.R. Tambo. When last did we hear somebody saying, I'm going to Captain Park, you know? So it worries me that we've got um, a, 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 this kind of slums, this kind of buildings that are neglected, unattended in the middle of the CBD. Uh, that, that's where we need to improve. Uh, and that's why sometimes one gets inspired when you go to Cape, uh, Cape Town. I think it's one of the c- cities where the CBD is lively. It, it, it is, it, yeah. it, mm-hmm. you know. So, so we need to move towards that direction and ensure that we change uh, uh, the CBDs of our major towns. I mean, okay. starting from Nigel Springs coming this side, uh, those cities we have literally neglected them and abandoned them. But you see, and that's the, the a thought amongst criticism would be that they are like that because they neglected, because we can't control, because maybe we've left those borders open. It's something I'll, I'll see if we can pick up on that. Let's get let's get some calls from the Free State. We go Tola on the line. Hi. Hi, Ashra, how are you? you I'm, I'm okay, my friend. Welcome to the show. I, and go ahead. I'm all right. My MEC, how do you do in the Delsufi? I'll be fine one day, too. Are you well? <laughs> very, very well, my Thank leader. Thank you so and, much. And uh, a very good evening to the listeners of SAFM. Thank you. Actually, I'm phoning. I'm very excited, but at the same time, very ancient. Uh, MEC, how I wish what you are starting there really could really become the national project. Why do I say that? Because we still see our country, you know, as 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 as, as a place where we are mining our minerals. We send them out being raw. We come back. We have to buy them with double or even five times or ten times the price of our mining. So really, uh, 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 you are touching my heart in what I call the beneficiations mm. of our things. Mm. 
this lot of theoretical universities graduates which are not addressing mm. the needs of our economy you don't know mc you know what i'm your number one supporter i'm, I'm telling you you can make use of me i would love to see that thing being extended into the free state but it must actually become a national project for the first time on safm a leader of our country thank you very much that thank you so much, sir. keep thank up you. the beautiful job okay there, there's your uh, <laughs> your election running mate or something along <laughs> that line appreciate. thank you very much there you are thank nice you one so there uh but it's correct Ashraf. Yeah. let me tell you mm. uh we we all came to Gauteng looking for gold. That gold Very is gone. From Gauteng, are, yeah. are from Gauteng, yeah. yeah. The, that gold is gone. Mm-hmm. The future gold of this country is our children that are currently inside the classroom. If we can't convert them into proper gold, proper diamond, we've lost an opportunity. Uh, and, and this must be the generation that must let go of free RTP houses. This must be a generation that must let go of social grants. This must be a generation that must queue for graduation ceremonies, not queue for social grants, because you can't solve all the social problems that we have through social grants. You must solve all these problems with pure skills planning that takes our children to the future that we need. Uh, to say, if you enter the curriculum stream this year, we want to see this kind of skills uh, in 13 years' time or 15 but years' But I want to time. get your assessment on, on the yeah. state of education in our province. Yeah. It's something that you're directly involved in. We'll do that. Call Ashraf now, 0891-104-207. We, we're talking education, we're talking leadership, we're talking uh, ANC, we're talking Gauteng, we're talking land, we talk everything <laughs> with our big hitter for the night, Panyaza Lesufi, the MEC for education in, in Gauteng. Sipa, I'll get to you in just a minute, and I want to check out the SMSs too. L- let's just move on with this one. You, you made the point about, um, you know, the, the derelict buildings in, in, yeah. in Gauteng, etc. Is it not a case that in your in accepting that people come from all over that the controls are poor and isn't that the problem we're having all around the country ashraf post-1994 we had huge challenges um, we we, we I, I know other people might will say we, we, we don't have to glorify uh, those challenges uh, we, we had to move with speed to eliminate lack of access to basic facilities and in that speed of eliminating of ensuring that we, 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 we connect people to sewer, we, we connect people to water, we build more houses. We neglected certain responsibilities that needed pure maintenance, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I would say uh, uh, that portion uh, is catching up with us now because we had so many people that didn't have basic things. They didn't have electricity, they didn't have tart roads. So we, 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 moved, we took the entire energy towards those things, uh, I think, in the process. Uh, we, we we missed certain points uh, that uh, led to the question is who, who's going to fix it up let's, uh, let's we have to we have no choice we have to okay let's get to Sipo from Cape Town Sipo hi Sipo hello Sipo do I have you there Sipo uh, hi hey guys yes Sipo uh, uh, Sipo from Cape Town hello Sipo you know, I, uh, I have been following the Sufi from the time that he was a spokesperson for the mm. education department uh, uh, the minister for education yes. mm. Yeah, Sipo, go ahead. Okay, well, do call back so that from following you can you can talk. Because yes. I want to get your thoughts, right? Let's get to another call. We'll do that in a. Okay, we we just we just had a problem with the line, so do call back. I think we, it's a problem from our side. We'll try and connect you in just a second. Uh, okay, what's your thoughts then on the state of education in Gauteng? So, if I had to say, g- give me a report card. 
And you, you tell the same students we've, you know, you want A's, right? We've turned the corner. Um, you'll recall that uh, we had lots and lots and lots of people that were leaving the townships to go and get quality education in suburbs. Uh, mm-hmm. Now we've got township schools that are scoring almost 100% metric pass. Uh, 80% of our schools are performing above 80%. So I, I really believe that uh, we, we are getting somewhere. Uh, we, 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 we have turned the corner, which is very important. We have breached the... We, we've breached the gap between rich and poor schools. So in Gauteng today, you, you, you'll you get the same results whether you are poor or rich. So the performance of schools that are predominantly in the township and the performance schools that are predominantly in the urban areas, the performance is negligible. So so you've got these two kinds of schools uh, that are doing mm. well. Our pro-poor package of having majority of schools where learners don't pay even a single cent even school fees have increased. We're at 87%. So 87% of our school, a parent don't even have to pay even a single cent. Even Predominantly in, in townships. Would that, would no, no, not? even not no? in townships. Okay. Yeah. Uh, even in the 13% that you have to pay something, if you are a gardener, you are a domestic worker, you don't have to, to pay as well. Uh, in, and if you check the skills that have attracted the curriculum, I mean, you're the only province that have all official languages and there is no learner that has failed uh, one African language in the last eight years. So anyone who takes an, of, an African language in the metric, all of them have passed that African language. So we, 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 we've, we've tried to, to do things, but the task is huge. Uh, let me be honest with you. Uh, the task is how, huge. How huge? It's massive. Uh, one is it's, it's our ability to, to promote and appoint the best amongst ourselves. Uh, uh, you know, school stands and follow a good principle. If you can't appoint a good principal, you cannot. So I like, I'll be the first one to confess that some of the appointment of the principals, when you engage with them, you ask yourself, hey, how did this guy make it to be a principal? Mm. Because we can sense that it's not the, the caliber of the person. And, that and who would make the appointment? Uh, it's would... SGBs. It's SGBs. So that, that's and school that's, governing yeah, bodies, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's the reason why we, we, we are propagating that the, the law must be changed. The, 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 the draft law is currently in par- uh, with parliament, so we're going to motivate that. It allows that principals are professionals. You know, you can't appoint a doctor to, to, to go to a hospital on the basis of a, of a community meeting. It must be his peers or her peers and does the professional bodies that evaluate whether this person is correct. So well, we want to introduce... Hand, if, if, if the SGB makes the decision, they, they virtually are hands-on with that school anyway. Wouldn't they normally want to make the right Let decision? Let it be about the character. Mm-hmm. Uh, let they assess the character of the individual, whether they can work in the school, you will relate mm-hmm. well with them. But on the basis whether it's a good or bad principal, we really believe that the peers of that principal and the people that have been in that particular job for quite some time should be the one that assess that individual. And, and the quality, the, the standard of your past, you know, you say, you're saying many of the schools are getting 100%. It also comes in the context of, of something from national government, I'm which is the pass mark is lower. Yeah. I was in parliament today. I was addressing mm. parliamentarians to say to them that this notion that if you pass by 30% in this country, you succeed, it's wrong. Actually, if you pass all your subjects by 30%, you fail. You fail. Mm. What we have, we have a staggered uh, assessment that many countries are coming actually to copy our model. I mean, you go to Swaziland, Lesotho, and other African countries that are coming to copy our model. And I want to unpack it. If you want to be a doctor, an engineer, a, 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 a chartered accountant, actuarial scientist, you need to pass your subject above 60%. And that's the reality. But you remember, if you even pass above 60%, others that pass on 80% will be taken and, and be admitted. Because they're still going to yes, choose the, the, you know? the highest mark. So, yeah. so we've got a pass mark for high flyers. We also have a pass mark for your middle ones. People that say, 
check. I don't want to go to university. I want to be a tailor at a, at a, at a bank. I want to be a tailor at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And we say, if you want to enter those careers, at least pass by 40%. But the biggest thing is that even if you pass by 80% or pass by 60% or 40%, the subject that you are weak at, you must not perform less than 30%. That's where this 30% that's argument your, that's your comes. your weakest subject. Yes. Okay. So your weakest subject, you must not pass, uh, fail it uh, or pass it uh, or, or, uh, by less than 30%. They rea- this, we are informed by history. Previously, uh, during apartheid, you needed only seven, total mark of 720 to get an examination. So if you read 720, you get an examination. For example, if you write uh, four subjects, you get 300 out of 400 in English. You get 300 out of uh, 400 in, in your home language. You get 300 out of 400 you in Africa. You've already got Even if you get zero, zero in other subjects, the mere fact that you are above 720, you've passed. So the 30%, was meant to safeguard, to say you can be a high flyer, but the weakest subject, you must not go down 30%. Busi, I'm coming to you in a second. Do you think people understand that? Unfortunately, they don't. And and that is why people ridicule our system and say our children are passing by 30%. Let's hope we can now connect with the lines. Busi from Joburg, hi. Hello. Yes, Busi, you're on the air. Go ahead. Yes. uh, Hi, good evening, uh, Banyata. Hi, Busi. Good evening, uh, uh, Ashraf. Good talking to you. Thank you. I'm just calling on a different matter altogether. My child was in metric last year and passed very well with six distinctions. Uh, she had applied at different universities. And I'm particularly phoning with regard to, I think it's the University of Cape Town. So she didn't get a response whilst everyone else was getting responses, being accepted here and there. But what turned out was that um, when IEP sent their file of students who who had applied as they do to different universities. There is a batch of students whose whose names did not appear at the university. And my child happened to be one of them. Now my concern in particular is that she had applied for two for two courses. One was in, in the faculty of law and around one in the actual science. Because I knew she had perfect distinctions I didn't have a reason to believe they wouldn't take her. So I phoned and phoned. Eventually, I wrote an email to the, I think, to the dean of the Faculty of Cultural mm-hmm. Science. To cut the long story short, the dean investigated and eventually said, yes, um, your daughter was in that batch. And we phoned IEP. They sent us the results. We sent them. They checked. Eventually, she was admitted. Now... My theory is, in fact, the reason why I'm raising it up with you is I would like you to investigate how, how, um, how often this happens because I don't think a lot of parents did what I did. I was possibly the only one or maybe just a few follow-up. It could be that um, your achievers, your black achievers, it's a it's a systematic way of keeping them out of these white universities. Because when okay. I spoke with some of my friends, that's what we're beginning to suspect. All right, just just pause because I, I want to give him a chance to respond. Okay, just stay on the line for a second. Uh, 
Can you respond to that, yeah, Demisi? No, surely. Thanks, Busi. Thanks for that. I'll really be disappointed if they're using it to discriminate against other learners. Um, if, if it's a technical fault, um, really they, that's the reason why we ask learners to give us the metric certificate if they apply so that we can compare with the data that we have and also the, the original certificate. Uh, no, 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 that's not the point. The point is she would not have been admitted because they said they did not have her results till today. On the system at University of Cape you, it's because, because you followed it up, kids. right? Yeah, you followed it up. I followed yeah. it up, but mm. if I was a different parent, she could have gone to UJ, she could have gone elsewhere. I would have thought she was not admitted because there was mm. no response. That's what I'm getting at. Okay. No, 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 I understand exactly. your point. I'm saying okay. if university, because we send universities that data, uh, okay. and if they are false and they don't raise it with us, and and that disadvantage, learners, I'm, I'm really disappointed. And that's an area that I think we need to put our technical... Well, well let's hope yours was just yeah. an exception. And thank yeah. goodness that you, did, as, it, as yeah. a proactive parent, would do to say, hold it, I need to find out exactly what the position is. Thank mm-hmm. you thank you for that call. I'll get more calls as well. There's a couple of SMSs I want to I wanna pick up on. Uh, let's just talk about, I think, something that's very important around education uh, because it, it deals with issues of... of nation building there there seems to be and i know there were problems in the in the west end of kauteng uh but but there were issues about you know race debates and which racial teacher must be in charge and which one is not it seems to be a powder keg and in many ways it appears that it is reflective of the type of on-edge country we are experiencing right now what role can education do to to get people to understand a the past but but to fully embrace who we are in the I present and the future. I, I hate racism with a passion. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm truly addicted to non-racialism, and it pains me that I have to go to a school that feel that uh, it's only their own children that need to be in that particular school. Uh, you, you, you said of air that you, you stay around Parktown. Yeah, the green side area. The reality yeah. is mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, the demographics around that area have changed. Yeah, so you absolutely. can't therefore say... I want a school. I mean, you go, we are struggling now with the, your Pretoria North part, your Montana mm-hmm. uh, area, your Centurion area, uh, purely because you've got a dominant of schools that are no longer providing a solution to the current solution, uh, the current uh, learner population, uh, where schools feel that Africans uh, should be a, a predominant language when the demographics around that school have changed. So we are persuading, persuading, persuading. We have no other choice. We have to persuade, and I'm, I'm quite excited. I know that two schools that we persuaded in the Krugerstorp area, they've agreed Is it, is it a lot of negotiating? Because of I understand what you're saying. Energy, if a certain school in a certain yeah. area was a, a 100% Afrikaans area before, then it would be quite logical that Afrikaans would be the, the way they talk. But yes, I mean, if I look at my street now that yeah. you're telling me, <laughs> Out of maybe 50 people in, in this white suburb, there are probably 20 families that are now black families. That's Things have thing. changed, right? Uh, so, but, but is it a hard sell? It is, because it affects curriculum planning, because you plan 18 months ahead. You must recruit new teachers. and uh, So if the negotiations are prolonged, uh, it creates problems. But now at least I had a meeting with uh, 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 the Freedom Front, uh, AfriForum, so at least there is now an understanding to say, MEC, where we are still dominant, Leave us alone and agree with them. And where we believe the demographics have changed, let's find a mechanism of persuading each other. So we are at that stage now. But it pains, it costs a lot of money and all other things. But that's the part that we need to. But the other part is the one that we are raising. I mean, you take the school part-time boys, mm-hmm. where, where teachers that are supposed to promote social coercion are the ones that are promoting racism. That pains me. 
uh, and, and I always argue to say, there's no single institution that teaches people uh, uh, to be racist. All our institutions promote non-racialism, to be quite frank. And, and it is these young teachers uh, that have just qualified that are coming with this strong element of racism. If it was elderly educators, I would say we inherited mm-hmm. them. But these are people that have gone through academic institutions that are non-racial, that are non-racial and other things. But you find themselves promoting racism. So that pains me. But you must not lose hope. Uh, I always say non-racialism is the future. You can't postpone it. It will happen. It's the best thing for the country anyway. Uh, but if you thought it would happen overnight, I think... <laughs> yeah, well, you're right. I, I think that the point is non-racialism, whatever you're... Well, let me put it my way. It's just the right thing to do. Yeah. There's nothing else to do. There's some other comments... Um, uh, from Masilo, I think it is Masilo Mokaba uh, from Makado saying, Ashraf, thanks for bringing Mr. Lisefu, uh, Mr. Lisefu in your studio. Tell him he can make the best na- national minister of education. Keep on doing your best. <laughs> so there you are. Uh, you've had 24 years to do what you are talking about. You are going to take 24 years and more to reconstruct the total to reconstruct the total destruction <laughs> of every department in the country from somebody in the Eastern Cape. Okay. It's called the viewpoint, okay? Yes. I feel that the pain, uh, let me just double check, um, uh, we know that I admire Mr. Lesufi's passion and zeal to serve our country to the best of your ability, but your party's corruption is too expensive to the poor. It comes from Paseca, which is a very interesting mm-hmm. point to bring up. Uh, Ashraf, our country needs to CCV satellite from the borders throughout, also in classrooms to help police as well, from Alexa Motsamai. And uh, another one, crisis in education all around, disaster in education, a failed country, violence, criminality, burning, poor science, maths results is the outcome of education system. Why? Can, can we blame all I the problems to... of the country to education? No, no, let me resolve this thing. I know people say we are, we are 142 of 142 countries mm. in the world when it comes to maths and science. And I always argue that we are 142 because we competed. Other countries didn't. In Africa, for example, there are only three countries that compete in those particular tests. Uh, it's, it's ourselves, South Africa, Morocco, and Egypt. So, so if we are 142, well, other countries didn't compete. Uh, it, fair, fair enough. It, but, fair but, you, but you also want you also want to be number one. That right? I'm saying. But you, do you think that we've got the capability with the history that we had, with the capability and the talent uh, to beat uh, your Singapore's and 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 other countries? The reality is that we might be performing bad. But at least we know where we are. And if you know where we are, you can improve. Okay, let's hope that's going to happen. Uh, Sipa Mandla from Durban, welcome to the show. Hello. Yes, hi. Yes, you, I'm very good. Good to hear from you. Go ahead. Good, man. Thanks for bringing that man. Um, uh, let me see. I, 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 I want to congratulate you. I, Thank you so much. You know, I'm, a, I'm a young person, uh, you know, young professional. And I have observed... Um, the you know the the, the, the department of education um, you know that uh, I think they we we seem to have lost the spirit um, mm. that you have and I think um, um, I I really hope that the the good embassy can actually instill this you know um, passion for you know education and the passion for education to probably the other provinces and probably benchmark um, you know other provinces benchmarking from you um, because. You've done so well, and I think you know um, um, you will know Alshaf. But he's one of the emissaries that are quite um, you know visible um, wherever, when, wherever you have something, whenever you know, you will know about how the how the development can catch. But probably the, the point that I wanted to maybe raise is I know that how there seems to be you know one province which is clamping down on the you know the 
the racism that is slowly emerging out of the schools. Um, probably maybe the MEC could, uh, you, you know, and I know it's probably not his part, uh, but this is something that we need to think of. Is this really only Houghton? Is it maybe that, you know, the other provinces, um, you know, we still have this cycle um, tendencies that probably may, may not be emerging because they haven't been given a safe space, like, you know, in Houghton, mm-hmm. where you know that if you report it to the authorities that something is just going to be done, it is going to be clamped down and someone is going to deal with it. Um, because it's quite disturbing, I mean, after so many years that you still find that, um, you know, fair enough, there's, there are brands that seem to be emerging, you know, that are obviously emerging within education um obviously making good business. And this brand seems to be specifically focusing, and I think, um, it, 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 ironically, I would also um, want, wish to hear the MEC's point of view, you know, that there are certain brands that seem to be also always popping up. So whenever there brands. is cases okay. of racism, you know... Okay, let, let's see if he can answer that. Mm. We don't have a lot of time, I'm afraid, but let's see what we can do. Okay, thank you for that call. At SAFM Radio and at Ashraf Gada on Twitter. I see someone saying, I love that man. Can we please adopt him for a year in the Eastern Cape? I run a primary, after school, and uneducated adults program here in Dansani. So enjoy. So there you go. Another one, I'm more confused as far as I know. Universities have their own passing criteria uh, from uh, Moyo. Just quick thought on that one there. We've got five minutes. So just universities, their own criteria. Yeah, they've got their own criteria. Uh, and it's very important because uh, it's, it's something that they need to recruit their best. But Sometimes I'm saying if you check those learners that are excluded at VETS that wants to do medicine, there can be a new university that can have those learners and become doctors in seven years' time. Uh, it, 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 that, it, it, the problem is that our universities have not expanded at the speed that we wanted them. Last year in Gauteng alone, we had 34,000 learners that had bachelor passes. So all of them qualified to go to university. Only like 5,000 can, can Only 5,000 can be yeah. taken, you know. So... so I, and, and that's the skills planning that I feel it's not there. Uh, we, we need to invest in that skills planning to say where do you want to expand and what kind of skills do we need for the economy. And would that be responsibility economy? of you know, national government in terms of the Well, both of us, it? both of us. National must lead us, but uh, in the absence of that, province can't fold their arms and say we don't know these things. We must be, actually must be at the center of it. I'm, I'm jealous. I want to know. Uh, the new carriers that will contribute in the next 30 years. Uh, if we don't start that debate now, I can tell you, we'll be auto-controlled well, by other well, countries. Well, there you are. Okay, last call. I'm going to take Bobby from the Free State. Well, hello, Bobby. Bobby, you need to get your radio off so we can hear you clearly. Go ahead. Good evening. Good evening, MEC. Hi, hi, boy. Okay, thank you. Good work. I appreciate it, MEC. Thank you so much, Professor. Uh, yes, but two points quickly. You you just mentioned that uh, the 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 it is unappreciable that sometimes where schools have to be integrated, you you struggle, uh, uh, you know, and then with the the younger generation. Now I I just want to check how do we continue to end up with the generation of today of teachers that go to similar universities, all colors, I presume. Yeah still being placed uh, according to their traditional uh, basis. You know, how do you end up with me being in a township and a certain Johan being, uh, you know, a town town educator so that, you know, 
I, I'm just trying to get how do you guys buy, uh, try and balance this education. Okay. Let's, and, let's see if we uh, can uh, get a response. You know, the recruitment that begins to realize you know, the demographics All right. as they have changed. Bobby, thanks for, that. That, thanks for that call. I'm going to try and push the MEC for a quick answer because we've got two minutes to go. Yeah. Just a quick one, yeah. <laughs> I agree with him. Um, I really feel that we are not recruiting according to competencies. We are recruiting to safeguard our territories, and that is wrong. Uh, we need to recruit according to competencies, not at, uh, defending our territory. You find a school. Uh, it was a former model school. Suddenly, 70% is black, but the teacher population remains lily white. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. um, and I, I, I always argue, you don't have a university that teaches people to be a teacher in a township or to be a teacher in a suburb. All teachers are trained at the same center, so 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 they can produce the same results. So it's one area that I think we need to move um, and and, okay. and 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 move with speed. G- give me this point. We have got a minute and a yeah. s- but to go. Somebody made the point about corruption, and, and let me bring it up because the ANC, yeah, your party, are saying that you people are shocked at the level of pro- corruption. How how much of that has has robbed us of of success in the next generation? Let me answer that that way. Point at any institute or any government that have the that has corruption busting institutions like our country so we've got the systems you've got the hawks you've got the public protector you've got the police you've got intelligence you've got all these things the problem is that we didn't invest in the capabilities of people that need to lead those institutions uh, and, and I'm, I'm quite excited that our president now is starting to deal with these things. I mean, if you check the Commission of Inquiry at SARS, if you check uh, uh, all the Commission of Inquiries that are coming, if you check the new recruitment, the person that is leading the Hawks now is an advocate. So, mm-hmm. so if we can strengthen those institutions, I really believe that we have the capability to fight corruption because we have to, because it drops the poor. So if you can't fight corruption and fight it head on mercilessly, we're not going to change this country. And, and, and South Africans are, are, are legitimate in their concerns if they feel that uh, this is the monster that they, the country needs to deal with. Whether we are surprised and shocked at the level of, uh, of corruption, uh, to me, it, it's not, a, a, val- it's, it's not a, a huge concern. The thing that you need to be worried about, do we have the right people to fight this monster? Okay. And if we have the right people to fight this monster, I really believe that this monster will be defeated. Tell you what, we'll maybe have, get you in for another chat on maybe decolonized education and whatever that Thank means so some much. other time. Not today. And Swallows uh, as well. And, and Morocco <laughs> Swallows, the Swallows FC and the future of them as well. Uh, Panyaza Lusufi, so MEC well. for Thank Education you. in Counting. Appreciate your time. There really we are. appreciate it. He's yeah, certainly got his eye on, on soccer yeah, all at the same time. <laughs> We're going to talk land and, and those hearings taking place in Parliament right now on the other side of the news, which is right now.